0: Hello there, listener. Yes, you specifically. You should know that sometimes, due to the things we discuss on the pod, it might contain potentially triggering content. But the good news is you can always review the episode descriptions for a full list of the warnings applicable to this episode. Oh, and just so you know, this podcast is rated R for really filthy. It includes adult themes and explicit content. So if you're an adult, buckle up, gird your loins, and prepare to flood the basement because we are going down with these ships. Severus just being like a greasy, snail.
1: Greasy, I mean, Yeah, he is like a snail. Yeah, just sleeping in the greasy trail.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> I know I, I came up with greased. that image, but I, I regret it now. I don't like it. Can we take it back? I don't want that. Slug, like a slug. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. So, if he's aroused, uh? does he get the slow horn? <laughs> oh wow.
1: Uh. Oh wow. You're welcome. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you're <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Care of Magical Shippers. It's your Harry Potter Ship Culture podcast. I'm Nathan. And I'm
1: also Nathan.
0: <laughs> and sometimes I'm Megs. And yes. this week we are we are Care of Magical Slashes again because mm-hmm. we're gonna be talking about Dreville. I almost mm-hmm. said Drarry and I didn't, and I'm happy about that.
1: Yes. But it's Dreville.
0: Nice. It is Drevel this week and I have some thoughts. Well, we both have some thoughts that's why we're doing mm-hmm. the episode. Um, <laughs> so let's get right down and dirty with this straight off. What do yes. you think Meg tell us?
1: Okay, all. so so getting started with this ship I mean I had never considered it. Um, I knew that I knew no people who really love this ship and when I looked into it I was like, okay. Drarry obviously has its, like, realm of what it is. Like, there's Oblivious Harry, and then sometimes Draco is either, like, snarky and thriving post-war, or he's, like... You know, I deserve no happiness and misery or it's like the it varies tremendously depending mm-hmm. on how the characters are written. And then when it came to Drevel one, there's actually not a lot of works out there, which part of me is like, that's a travesty. Like, why? Why is there so many of other ships when it's like drevel has potential to be something like really like beautiful and wholesome and like kind of like we talk about um, healing with, like, James and Severus, I kind of yeah. bring them to kind of, like, be a parallel to that because, obviously, Draco was super terrible to Neville. Yeah. Um, but what I've read thus far, which I'm not surprised, I mean, enter Matt Lewis. So... Like Neville is like hot, you know, post Hogwarts. So then Draco, <laughs> so then Draco either doesn't recognize him because of course he's just like, oh my god, you're so fit and you're gorgeous and whatever. And then <laughs> Neville's just like, Draco? And he's like, oh, w- w- huh? <laughs> what? You know who-, who I am? It's like it's oh, it's Neville Longbottom.
0: He became Neville Thickbottom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So it's like, I mean, you definitely get the like, it's usually tagged accordingly, like, oh, pudgy Neville, like he's still, you know, cute and a little like, like mm-hmm. chubby and whatnot and seen as, you know, attractive in that way because, you know, you still are. But he's often written like, oh, it's like, oh, he might have like this sexy beard and like abs and like just this totally, totally different Neville that of course Draco is just like vain as he is, like. Falls for him. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. But from what I can feel out from this ship, it feels... As far as what's out there, like, I, I feel like other things could exist. They just don't yet. It's very kind of, like, one level. Like, it's definitely a very slow burn with a oh, lot of, like... Okay. Hurt. <laughs> like, it's just, like, kind of hurt. It's not so much angst, I would say. It doesn't feel like a very angsty pairing. But it's just... Kind of a journey of them accepting themselves and then one another and being something good for each other. I don't know. Right. Like, I, I. I definitely prefer dreary in that sense because that is can be like the biggest roller coaster of drama on the face of the earth. Like it's it's gonna it be all over the place.
0: Yeah, we all know you love drama. Um, yeah,
1: yes, drama exactly. And pretty much with Neville, it's like we usually see like awkward Neville, like just like, or all of a sudden he's like just confident guy. They also play off the um the fact that. He's, like, the almost chosen one, so he's also super famous and has the famous life um, and is living according to that, um, as well as, like, him dealing with, like, his traumas of going through the war or his parents finally passing or his grandmother passing and then he has no one, and so he's dealing with a lot of his own grief that he's trying to work through meanwhile enter draco being an emotional mess that he is so they're both two broken people trying to navigate each other and it's like you can tell like neither of you are ready for this relationship but apparently you're on that journey together of healing to eventually get there which i can appreciate that um but i mean a lot of times when i when i start a story it's like oh like they met each other in a pub or something and They hook up and then they go their separate ways, but then they can't stop like thinking about each other or Uh things get really like misconstrued between them. So then there's like some animosity and it's trying to get over that. And the whole time it's like miscommunication is definitely huge in in this, in this, like it goes with the slow burn. It's like the assumption that there's nothing there. It's like they had something that could have been something more. Something goes wrong. And then if they had just talked about it, it would have been fine. But Oof. they don't.
0: Oh no. <laughs> I see, this is the sort of fanfic where I can appreciate uh, why it's written because yeah. people want to use fanfic as their therapy. And then maybe writing lived experience, you know, I don't want to project onto right. people, but let's say that that's what happens. So I can appreciate mm-hmm. that this is why people want to write this stuff. But I also want people, as we know, to get their emotionally holistic ending. And if that... Yes doesn't happen and these characters are left hanging i feel unsatisfied as a reader because mm-hmm. i'm incredibly protective of neville as a character and i think he deserves his happy ending we talk a lot about draco and you know whether or not draco can be redeemed and which mm-hmm. version of draco we're dealing with today really depends on that i think but with neville there's there's not really a lot of fluctuation with his character you know you can Mm -hmm. you can say that there's fluctuation around his appearance but neville is that stalwart guy he is the you know he's the dependable um you know uh, what's the word he's the no my brain is failing me today i don't
1: know Uh! but I, i definitely i definitely see him as like he gets his character growth in canon and then he's there yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he finds absolutely. his strength um, over the course of the books and in the end he kills Nagini and it's just like, damn, devil. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's just the scared little awkward kid is gone and all of a sudden he's, you know, coming up bamf. Like, I'm just going
0: to exactly. kill this
1: snake in front he... of freaking Baltimore.
0: <laughs> he has his um Aladdin moment, you know, rickum, rickum, yes. rickum, rick, stick the sword into that snake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, Nathan. We can't get through an episode without a Disney reference, apparently. Why would you want to get
0: through an episode without a Disney (laughs) reference? I don't. I
1: just think it's really, it's just really funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Neville has his Aladdin moment. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse us for five minutes while we laugh.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. I'm trying. I'm trying.
0: Okay. (laughs) Anyway,
1: did you think of the word?
0: Uh, no but i just wanted i just wanted to say he was this really <laughs> dependable guy who yeah. uh really doesn't move beyond that because like you say he gets his character growth and he mm-hmm. is he does evolve to be his own man and you know you have that metaphor of him no longer using his father's wand you know he's using his own mm-hmm. he's not feeling the pressure of his lineage he's striking it out on his own and so i I really like Neville. I empathise with him a lot. I think I see some of myself in his canon character, um, in that he is a bit awkward and a bit nerdy, and just a bit... Like, he's off centre for an awful lot of when we see him, so that when he comes into his Mm -hmm. own, and is heroic in his own right, it feels uh, justified. And that's why I... See, I get this weird moment where I'm like, I don't want him to lose that side of himself in a relationship with Draco. And Draco is such a character, especially fanfic Draco. He's so extra that I don't want Neville to be sort of brushed aside by this Mm -hmm. very, very flamboyant, very Mm -hmm. out-for-himself guy Mm -hmm. like Draco. I want them to... I want them to come together in a way that feels right for both of them. And Mm -hmm. I have a hard time properly conceptualizing the scenario where they're Mm -hmm. both in it for the long term because of that. Yeah.
1: So what I get out of it is the Draco in this instance is usually very, like, is obviously in need of super therapy. Like, is very... Traumatized from the war and the things he went through, he feels mm-hmm. like it depends on how he's treated post war, whether he's on probation or actually had to go to Azkaban or you know, has loses his wand for however m- amount of time. Like, he feels like he deserves what he's given or that he doesn't deserve anything more, and he doesn't, he can't see anyone loving him. Like, this, I see yeah. this is why I see the parallels with Severus in this. Like, all of a sudden, sure. he's like. He's the ostracized, you know, guy who doesn't fit in. Like, he's like, I, even though I semi-redeemed myself and Harry Potter spoke for me or whatever, like, I'm still the kid that was the Death Eater. You know what I mean? Like, I still was that way. Mm -hmm. And Neville, being the open-hearted, forgiving, like, all-around happy and positive person that he is, is the first person to show Draco any sort of like, seeing him as a person versus right. as who he used to be and being like, why don't you hate me? I was terrible to you. And it's like, we were kids. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, I just, we're we're adults, and I want to get to know you now. I don't care about what how it was. Like, are you trying to hit me now? Are you trying to, you know, like, make fun of me now? Like, no, it's it doesn't yeah. matter. And so it's really hard for Draco to accept that, and he usually, like, runs away from it. So, like, a lot of times... You know, Neville and him have like a really either like passionate one night stand because they were drunk and didn't know who was who until Uh the morning. And he's like, oh, my God, you're Draco. And he's like, wait, who are you? He's like, I'm Neville. He's like, what the fuck? No, you're not. What? And and they either have like a really nice time, like post, you know, whatever that ends up being something more. Okay. But then Draco panics, you know, like he's just like, I can't. He's like, no, this was supposed to be a one night thing and and stop, you know, like being nice to me and whatever. Like he's just I got to get out of here. And then he can't stop. You know, thinking about it, even though like he had needs his time, and they both need their separate time to grow separately before they can yeah. come back together later and have what they wanted to have together, but weren't prepared or ready for. Mm-hmm. Which is like, yeah, the the fic that I'm reading now essentially is that where Draco polyjuices himself goes to the bar to pick up a guy at a muggle bar and picks up and picks up Neville and doesn't know it's Neville and they, you know, do their thing. And he's like, he's like determined to leave, you know, early because obviously it's polyjuice business. Well, it, obviously runs out before they wake up and Neville wakes up and sees this blonde dude and his bed and he's like Draco and it's just this whole thing and oh, no. they have like this weekend together because they're like oh yeah the sex is great and then we're also going to apparently talk about our past together and-, and Draco's like how is it that you can get me to like talk about things I don't want to talk about and make me really uncomfortable, but they just, they have, like, this really transformative weekend together, and then, of course, after the weekend, I guess, like, they're in America, so I think he's, uh, Neville is going to school, to a school in Salem and doing some sort of, like, studies regarding, like, magical plants and stuff from Salem area, and then for... Uh, draco's probation he goes to school or is doing something in boston and has a specific like tailored wizarding thing that he you know has to to follow and whatnot so of course he's like i have to go back to boston and like oh okay like then cool get what's your address i'll owl you or maybe we can get together next weekend and draco's like no no we're not gonna see each other ever again like this was great this was wonderful but i just i can't like i'm not ready i'm just, I can't do it. And of course, Neville's just like wants to shake him and be like, No, I had the most amazing weekend with you. Yeah. I could see myself with you and I don't want you to leave. And it takes everything in him to not just like push it, but he knows if he pushes, it's only pushing him further away. So sure. Of course, Draco yeah. leaves and you see two years, he's like, Look me up when we're, you know, when we go back to England or something like that. So, of course, it's two years later that they end up meeting, you know, by Mm -hmm. chance, and then things start happening between them. And it's just, it shows, like, what is it, Draco goes through therapy, and a lot of it is around the fact that he regrets and misses Neville and hasn't been able to date or be with anyone else because of what happened between them. Okay. And Neville, essentially, like, he had done some dating, but it was the same thing, like, nothing compared to draco and them coming back together and of course neville's all sweet and draco's like still like like a scared little you know just he can't he doesn't know how to deal with it but at the same time like his therapist is like like you should embrace this like you can be happy like or whatever and so i'm still i'm still reading it but i really like that that it was like they had their heated weekend and they started breaking down barriers but it was too much too fast for draco rightly so Like, you Mm -hmm. would imagine, I'm like, hey, you spent, what, 48 hours together? Not all of a sudden are you going to be like, yeah, we're in a relationship now or whatever. But it made an impact because Draco had never been, like, sat down and actually listened to. Not by his family, not by his friends. It was completely bizarre to him. He couldn't believe Neville. Didn't want to, like, kick him out on his arse or whatever. So it was, yeah, It's this has been a really good one because it's showing that taste of what they had. They go their separate ways to become and be better selves and then Uh coming together so i'm loving i'm loving that one what's the name of it i need to hold on i had looked it up it's a long
0: title yeah
1: yes all this in heaven 2 by means girl i'm pretty sure okay yeah that was correct so yeah i'm it i'm i'm well into it but i think it's yeah, like 100K. So it's a long thick. Oh, okay. But it's been really good because you get to see Neville's point of view for a while. Then you get to see Draco's point of view. And then you see Draco's pointing view going back. So then you see how he perceived the weekend and stuff like that. And it's it's really good. Really well written. I really loved that. I I'm I'm really glad to have found this. This was kind of like, it's... Not obviously to the level of the love of a good wizard, but I'm really, I really am into this fic. Like, I really like this one. Right. If I'm to picture Drevel, this was written in a way that I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Um, but yes, like Draco is always more broken like he's not snarky confident draco like he's always on the journey of healing and and finding his confidence again so Mm -hmm. it's not like he's extra like he's not extra in trouble so that's where it kind of it shifts with this because he has to be a little bit muted because that's just that's just how their dynamic has to be versus him just being super snarky and whatever sure. toward harry and whatnot so be yeah. that because we see neville is like a more sensitive individual versus harry just being like shut the fuck up Malfoy, you know like you just i don't know it's just it depends on how this is why we we look into all these characters in different relationships because they're written absolutely different which it could still feel in character for them but that's how it works when you're putting them with said person and it's, yeah, it makes, that also makes fan fiction and shipping and all that so much yeah. fun because you don't know what you're going to get depending on who's with who. And yeah.
0: Absolutely. But I was going to say, I just wanted to pick up on, I'm sure the, the fic is exquisitely written and you wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say that first weekend they spent together, that's mm-hmm. bound to throw up some issues because... Draco you say he's not extra but he does polyduce himself and then yeah. Neville wakes up with Draco in his bed not knowing it's Draco he's gone to bed with mm-hmm. so that's got to bring up some trust issues right there I mean mm-hmm. if I were Neville in that situation that would be a massive red flag I mean yeah. you say it like oh you know we're getting to know each other over the course of this weekend and breaking yeah. down so many barriers but how can you get to know someone who deliberately doesn't want themselves to be known and i know that that's part well, of the... the
1: reason why he did it is because he's on probation and if he was seen out doing anything he would be locked up
0: oh i see so he was
1: like i wanted to get laid and i can't get laid to <laughs> <of Mal-Loy."> <laughs> 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 so that's why he's like when i can go out and be brennan which is some random muggle dude i take a class with <laughs> but he'll go to like and,
0: and that's not illegal
1: uh, oh I well, know. I mean, no, of course it's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's he's de- going
1: it's to because it doesn't have him. Ma- he's not doing anything like a glamour. He- it has no magical signature. He's like he buys like I want to say he buys polyjuice potion or figures out a way to brew it for, uh, you know, black market behind the scenes gets this polyjuice so that he can have some sort of, you know, semblance of freedom. Otherwise he has to stay like on campus and has his check-ins and can only use magic for studies and blah, blah, blah. So it's not like he can apparate or do anything. So it's like, but apparently there's like community, like flu networks, which I think is good like i think that makes sense like that different areas would have a station like a flu station for people to travel around if you can't operate so i'm like oh maybe it's an america thing maybe it's just something that they do it's like oh so europe has trains and that's great and then we have america that actually has a decent flu system like (laughs) who knows
0: yeah I mean, that's entirely possible. I yes. do still think, though, that the likelihood of him being able to communicate all of this effectively to Neville in this situation in the mm-hmm. course of 48 hours mm-hmm. is has, is bound to be tricky, right? And this yeah. is where I sort of feel like even if Draco is being amped down and tamping down his sort of... Uh, volatility mm-hmm. he's still coming from a place of this is think this is the sort of stuff that I am working through or trying to work through so it's all coming from that sort of self-centered self aware place I don't know how much of Neville is factored in here and of mm-hmm. course you know I could see Neville having massive boundary issues initially to just being like wanting to help but then feeling like he's also in too much. You know, invested too much after the, mm-hmm. the weekend, so I don't know. Maybe I just clearly, I just need to go and read this. Fic. Yes, I, uh, yeah. It's
1: I, like I like. I don't want to give too much away, but but it's convincing. When you read this, you're like, okay, like that's this feels like true behavior that they would have in the situation, even though this isn't the Draco I'm particularly drawn to. Like I'm all about self deprecation and being like needing to be, you know, help to find love but i feel like he's extra tragic in, in oh, and okay. i don't know how to like it just feels like this it's just there's the draco low and then it's like we got to push him a little bit deeper because we have super sweet fluffy like loving neville that has to like you know save the poor unfortunate soul and you know bring him out of whatever the dark deep darkness but yeah but i i I think it's really fun to, to see Draco's point of view, like dating Neville because the whole time he's just like, like can't get over like how nice he is or like how, how obviously how hot he is or like, yeah. like what was it when he saw him again after time, he had a beard and he's just like, oh, I didn't know I liked beards until now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But no, it's, yeah, That's that's been a good read that's really kind of changed my mind as far as how I could see Drebbel working. But of course, it hurt so much for him to be like, no, like, I, I'm not giving you any information. You cannot come find me. But if we end up both in England, like, you know, see you if I see you sort of thing, and Neville's just destroyed because he's, like, same, like, he slowly started opening himself up. And because... Of who Neville is, he is very compassionate and caring, and of course, he's going to invest too much too fast. See, that's the thing I see with Neville is like he obviously got past the forgiveness aspect, and as he got to you know be vulnerable with Draco, like he already was like on the fast track, whereas Draco was like treading carefully. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. the See, if we're going to be talking about, like, empathy and that being the governing thing about their pairing in this instance, what I would like to see is them polyducing into each other to live each other's lives. <gasps> they both go, you know what, oh, this dang. is... Yeah, so, so Draco gets a break from being Draco and he gets to live as Neville for a bit and gets mm-hmm. to get in touch with his compassionate side. Mm-hmm. And Neville gets to throw caution to the wind and live as Draco and yeah. be this uh, wild mercant, uh, not mercantile, um, this, mm-hmm. this wild sort of uh, more unhinged version of himself that mm-hmm. isn't expected to be the good guy that isn't expected to be that uh, dependable character that we talked about mm-hmm. i would love to see how that works out and i think in that way they could be excellent mirrors for each other and that's yeah. how i see it working
1: so then i haven't found one but now i want so here's fic number one we are asking our listeners to write for us <laughs> a body swap fic like we had a potions accident or whatever like that mm-hmm. random like oops i woke up as the other person where it was Draco <laughs> and Neville like yeah. that would be super it it would that would be amazing and hilarious can you i just especially if it was in school and like yeah. imagine school Neville trying to, like, pretend to be Draco, and then Draco being, I mean, imagine, like, I mean, I could just see, like, Harry, Hermione, and Ron's face, like, what the fuck, Neville? Like, what, like, why would you say that? Like, or whatever, and it just, (laughs) and then all of a sudden, he's got no back, like, Draco has no backbone, and they're just like, what is wrong with you? And it's just, I think that would be so so fun, and then of course they'd have to seek each other out and be like, "Oh my gosh, you're me, you're me," and we have to figure out how to, you know, go back and yeah. whatnot. But I, I, I'm new to body swap fic, but I love that because it does give you that, like you say, in inside look at the life of the other person which then you get to see what they live and what they go through and be able to learn from that and be able to understand them better which I really like so then you you could obviously see then them being the other person is slowly why they're falling in love with that person So exactly
0: yeah. because yeah. they're literally seeing it from the other's perspective and yes. a lot of what makes Draco villainous if we want to call him mm-hmm. that you know I don't know if he's really a villain he certainly does some really awful things but i I don't know if he ever goes far enough into the villain camp to be considered a villain. anyway what part of what makes draco so dark is that he has this characteristic lack of empathy and he is so selfish and self-centered and spoiled and Mm -hmm. it's when that shatters during the war and afterwards that draco has to piece together his character again but what mm-hmm. better way to do that than by literally putting yourself into somebody's shoes whether mm-hmm. whether or not that's intentional and mm-hmm. i do think of all the people he could do that with neville would be the most hilarious because mm-hmm. it's he's so antithetical to yeah. everything that that the former draco the sort of pre-shattered one represents mm-hmm. um so the potential not just for you know a fluffy uh, relationship between them but the comedy yeah. is astronomical as well yeah
1: yeah because you just i it's it's impossible to imagine neville trying to all of a sudden be like snarky like he's just like oh yeah potter's terrible or what yeah. you know just like, he's like yeah hate that guy i mean am i right like it's like, oh my God, Neville being on the Slytherin Quidditch team. Could you imagine? All of a sudden, he just like, they're like, what the fuck, Draco? What happened? He's like, I don't, I don't know. He's like, he like can't fly. You know what I mean? Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, it makes me think of Freaky Friday when it's like the mom has to play the the show. And of course, the daughter comes and is as the mom and is playing in the background so that she can pretend to play the guitar because she has no idea how to play the guitar. Yeah.
0: He has to pretend oh, he's been hit in the head with a bludger or something. Yes, so exactly.
1: That... He's just like, I don't know. And he has to go to the... He g- keeps going to the hospital wing. And Madame Prompey's like, nothing is wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with yes. you. Why do you keep coming back here? <laughs> oh, man. So then maybe Neville feels really guilty because then maybe, maybe Draco's kicked off the team. Like, could you imagine? Or he's benched and then yeah. so-and-so takes his spot. And so then he feels really guilty. And then maybe... Neville Draco gets really pissed off at him. And so it's just like, that's where the drama really gets, you know, the angst gets intense because Neville's like fucking shit up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's really messing things up for Draco. And it, but then obviously they have to work through it, at, you know, in some fashion and whatnot. But I could definitely see that causing a lot of drama especially from draco's point of view of like you're fucking up my life like you're fucking up my life and it just like and then i could see him spitefully doing you know random things and them just like starting to get really spiteful and doing and saying things that are gonna piss off the other person and then all of a sudden that's when neville starts getting confidence because he's like you know what I have I have nothing to lose here because I'm you. So if I do or say something, like, who cares? Because yeah. this isn't, this in the, at the end of the day, this isn't my body, this isn't my life. So if you're going to be a dick, guess what, sir? I'm going to be a dick too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I love the idea that Draco, as Neville, is scared of Neville's grandmother because uh, mm-hmm. she could be she is really aware that it's not her grandson like she knows that something's off oh yeah. so oh, so she would know.
1: absolutely yeah
0: yeah so i love the idea that eventually they're brought together because the other people in their lives are like something is really off here so they like shove them into a room and that's yeah. when things get real um yeah. But I love the idea that Draco as Neville is also trying to deliberately do things to, you know, alienate Neville from his friends. But because Mm -hmm. they care about him so much, they're like, no, but no, but really, what's going on? Like, tell us what's actually going on. Like, you don't have to front.
1: And Draco as Neville, you know he's going to be, like smart ass as hell to Snape
0: yeah oh yeah you know
1: like all of a sudden he's just be like Neville look at you like you know flubbing up your potion again it's like well if you were a better teacher or something like <laughs> like, you know all of a sudden Draco's like what can I do and then Drake you know Neville Draco in the corner is just like what the fuck like
0: oh my god <laughs> yeah. like
1: mortified and yeah I could totally see him like all all the like uh, yeah all those things
0: yeah yeah and I I have to believe that the teachers are wise to what's going on or that they know something's off as well, but they yeah. deliberately do nothing because they assume it's like a, a Fred and George Weasley thing, like a prank mm. gone wrong. They're like, this will write yeah. itself. It's fine. And, and when and...
1: have the teachers like ever entered into something that seemed off? Like, no, like, like things just happen. They're like, oh, yeah, that seems not normal i'm not gonna do anything yeah. about it
0: like, exactly just... <laughs> exactly so it's perfectly in character for them i mean they had to have known that you know moody wasn't behaving quite right uh in fourth year and did nothing you know they had to know how suspect lockhart was in second mm-hmm. year uh, there's just so much there's so right. much there um but i think i love the idea of Draco getting empathy, but it not just coming from a place of, oh, I've self-reflected and I've meditated and I've gone away on this yoga retreat and suddenly I'm a better person, (laughs) you know? I I want it to come from a place of real hard-fought, hard-won experience so that when he, you know, jumps through that hoop or whatever, it's not that Neville is being presented with somebody who is still figuring out who they are. Uh, To that degree, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and I think it'll be fun for Neville, like I said, to really push the boundaries of what he's capable of as well. When he's not, uh, you know, living under the watchful eye of his gran or of the other Gryffindors, you know, having Mm -hmm. those looser reins over his life might be really fun for him. Mm -hmm. And I love the idea of getting to see him just having fun just really letting loose with it and then them both growing closer because of that
1: Mm -hmm. and then especially seeing how hard draco actually has it like say he has to go home for you know for a holiday or something Mm -hmm. like that and then he just kind of has to like he gets home and he's expecting something completely different from what Draco's life really is like regarding his dynamic with his parents and either like they kind of ignore him or they're just like oh like just expects the politeness or things like that and he's just like wow I always thought that he was this snobby you know stuck up spoiled kid when really it's like no like he's you know either has parents or especially his father that puts a lot of pressure on him and and he finally understands that point of view of the reason why he acts out is because... He his voice is like overshadowed, like in his home environment. Like so when he's he's like it's like a cry for help of help for him at school and stuff. It's just like, pay attention to me, because let's say that his family doesn't pay attention to him. You know what yeah, I mean? Like they exactly. just expect him to do well in school. They expect him to behave. They expect him to be polite. And it's like fun isn't a thing. Like, you know, it's just it's oh, just no. you know what I mean? So I just it, it, to to be able to do a lot of fun, like you said, have have the humor aspect, but then also see the angsty like other side of things that they can just full circle experience one another's lives and yeah, and maybe that's reason why. His parents, like apart from like Neville's grandmother, might like be in tune to it. His parents mm-hmm. may not notice because, let's say, in this instance, like they just they don't pay attention to him really. Yeah, they're not know?
0: emotionally available. They're not exactly those so, parents.
1: Yeah, so Neville could just be like, like, oh, they just they have no idea because they don't try and you know spend time with me, or it's like be seen not heard at like a holiday party or you know anything like that. It's just like, wow, this is really shitty like i like i thought not having parents was the worst but having parents that don't care is even even worse than that you know what i mean so yeah
0: absolutely the the i'm picturing the scene now in malfoy manor where they're sort of at opposite ends of the dining table, and there's mm-hmm. just this space between them all. Yes. And nothing's really being said. You know, maybe Lucius is reading the paper, and, mm-hmm. you know, Narcissus is eating a bite of food, and mm-hmm. no one's really talking to each other. Mm-mm. You know, you've maybe got the sound of a clock ticking in the background, but. Yep. And then Neville as Draco is just like, this is really lonely in an entirely different way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I had grown up with like no immediate friends around me it's Mm -hmm. entirely possible that i could have become a conceited selfish prick you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then meanwhile maybe draco as neville goes with his grandmother to see frank and alice in st (gasps) Mungo's. yes of course
1: of course like because on christmas or whatever like there because what was it it was christmas at st Mungo's when um arthur was attack yes. right so it yeah. was like christmas on the clo- at the closed ward or whatever Correct. was the chapter so yeah. that's why why neville went to go see his parents it was like christmas time so absolutely draco would go with his grand and meet and then and then that could be really traumatic for him too because he knew Say he like didn't know how it happened, but once he discovers it and knows that it was his aunt and uncle who were involved in the torture and essentially mind mush mushing of yeah. Neville's parents, like how much that could completely change everything for him and get rid of all of that. Like he's like, I, whoa, I can't be mean to this person ever again. He's lived, you know, through a lot of shit and yeah, no, absolutely. Exactly. He definitely you know- gets to see them.
0: And maybe because he's in a different body and he knows he can get away with feeling more emotionally vulnerable, maybe mm-hmm. he cries in that moment. I don't mm-hmm. want to get too I don't want to go too down this road where we right. where it gets really sad. But maybe, <laughs> maybe he's able to like have that emotional release in that yeah. moment. And that is a way of his character mm-hmm. um getting some closure from feeling that connection Mm -hmm. to these terrible events you know that can be the moment where his empathy sort of slides in over the direct experience Mm -hmm. of being like this is what bellatrix did you know this is what rodolphus did and Mm -hmm. um and i don't want to be a party to that and why am i defending the behaviors of these people when this is what happens because of it Mm -hmm. so i absolutely see that trip happening and i see uh, that neville's gran will see in neville's face while it's still draco that right she's like oh yeah maybe he's not lost to all this after all
1: right right you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely
0: i love how we're just writing thick again
1: that's exactly what i was gonna say
0: <laughs> <laughs> max has been temporarily indisposed Ooh. please hold Mm-hmm. Your listenership is important to us.
1: But yes, no, I was thinking the exact same thing. This is amazing. This is another fic that I want to write that I have no time to write. And I am just like, oh gosh, that, oh my gosh, that would be so good. It'd be so good.
0: Yeah, I, I sort of feel as well that while I understand that people want to write Sexy Neville and him coming back, you know, with abs, and right. it's obviously coming off of the the Matt Lewis thing, and you know, yes. people are people are being yeah. informed by what they're seeing, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that that's not hot, but I also want <laughs> so I also mm-hmm. want some justice for like Chubby Neville and for Chubby Neville to be sexy because there are different kinds of um like sexiness in the world, mm-hmm. and I sort of feel like. Maybe Draco falls for Neville when he's older and still chubby. And he's like, oh, I didn't realise that I like this... But I do. And then that's exciting. And he's like, oh, it, it's not just that I'm falling for a guy, but I'm falling for somebody that I never thought I could fall yeah. for because he's overcoming that vanity. Right. He's overcoming that side of himself that needs to be, you know, pure blood and uh, uphold yeah. quote unquote standards and all the rest of it. And he's like, no, do you know what? I'm going to give full vent to these feelings. Like, this is different for me and new and exciting. And I also want. That for Neville, because that validation, like, from somebody like Draco, who has to then backtrack and go, no, you know mm-hmm. all this shit that I've been giving you all these years? I kind of have to eat humble pie here. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, in much the same way as that will happen with Drarry, he's like, oh, crap, I have to reevaluate." all of this, you know, quote unquote hate I've been feeling all this time. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. really love just buried underneath.
1: Yes, it always is. So, okay, so another trope I was thinking about when we were talking about the pure blood thing is like them both being pure bloods. Something like um like marriage law or forced marriage or forced bonding right. could come into play because Ooh. either it happens on accident or something happens that they you know either have to get married or do and then like of course his parents are like well at least he's a pure blood or you know something like that versus something yeah. like oh i'm with harry and they're just like ah like it's a half blood blah but it's just another instance of like well he might be the most awkward and untalented pure blood we've ever met but <laughs> but at least he is and so that's and that's a fun one too like forced bonding of the two of then they have to live and be in the same space and understand and learn from each other too so that's kind of where i think some some other fic follow that of like forced proximity you know what i mean like all of a sudden they have to be around each other for an extended period of time and how they navigate that and eventually move past everything and then can actually you know find a genuine relationship versus yes. something that they were forced into
0: so yeah absolutely and i do see that and i but you know i'm obsessed with aura pairings and i just think mm, it would mm-hmm. be you know that thing about forced proximity i just yeah. love the idea of them being assigned to the same beat and having to work together mm-hmm. hating it at first and just mm-hmm. really begrudgingly being like oh well i guess i won't hex you because we've got too many other people to go yeah. and chase or you know I, I love the um the love-hate dynamic that can build out of that. Yeah. And I really think, you know, there'll be something where they're in a building and it's exploding all around them, but they get to shelter. And mm-hmm. then in the quiet moment, then things get sexy. Do you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I picture Draco coming in being like, obviously Neville, like, how the heck did you become an Auror because you're terrible with magic? Like, he just assumes that Neville... He needs to like he's like, Oh great, I'm gonna have to do twice the work. I'm gonna have to watch you, I'm gonna have to deal with da 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 and meanwhile Neville comes ablazing, like doing all this crazy magic and draco's just in awe like he was just thinking that he was gonna have to babysit instead of actually maybe he was placed under him to like learn you know what i mean like maybe he was actually placed to like you know what it was a role reversal he's just like oh i'm here to teach this dude you know something or other and i'm gonna have to take care of you know this little puppy meanwhile it's completely the opposite (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i love that idea that uh neville is prodigiously magically talented mm-hmm. and that he's so confident in his own skin. Mm-hmm. I could see Draco being attracted to that confidence. Mm-hmm. That, you know, because it's not... With Draco, it's bravado and it's ego and it's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. you know, it's... Oh, it's almost that Gilderoy, Lockhartian quality of magical yeah. me, you know? Yes. Uh, but, but with Neville, who has, like, come into his power slowly and that's built over time i could see draco just being completely taken aback like Mm -hmm. literally knocked off his feet Mm -hmm. and i i love that i love that moment of surprise for him where he does the double take and it's like oh Mm -hmm. hang on wait do i Mm -hmm. like this guy what's Mm -hmm. happening
1: yeah no uh, yeah absolutely
0: I i don't mind a bit of emotional turmoil But I also love a a nice slice of comedy. And Mm -hmm. I think... You know, uh, Neville might be magically powerful now, but I still imagine that he'd be a bit, like, sexually awkward because he hasn't oh, really yeah. had very many experiences with people. Yeah. So, and Draco just wants to take charge of the situation. He's mm-hmm. like, no, we're doing this now. You go mm-hmm. there. We'll, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. just follow mm-hmm. my instructions and you'll mm-hmm. be fine, right? Yeah, he, like he Hermione.
1: Has- like, we talk about Hermione. Yes! How she knows all the things. She's going to tell you exactly what to do exactly. Exactly what feels good. Exactly what she's looking for. Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, because if Draco has been obsessing over you, you know he's been over scenario after scenario in Mm -hmm. his head and made like Mm -hmm. itemized lists of, here's everything I want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And... And mm-hmm. I I just think Neville would be like, Neville's the sort of guy that would go along with it and just be like, yeah. yep, you clearly know what you want to do. Let's, let's yeah. try it and see.
1: And something that I was actually shocked by going in, I assumed with the Draco-Neville situation mm-hmm. that it would be primarily Bottom-Neville. Like, I just thought because of the yeah. strong personality of Draco and Neville just being like, just needing help to you know navigate whatever shockingly uh-huh. it's all it's almost it's pretty much almost always the other way around and i'm just like so <laughs> it which i just like I, as i read it i'm like oh, okay i get it like it's you know same thing draco's either like helping him through it and he's just like he's just just do it already like <laughs> don't what are you doing just sitting there like like seriously like and i yeah i think that's that's super funny that he's literally <laughs> I pictured there was one fic, um, what was it, uh, Velo Wings had written a short, uh, Drevel that I read, and it's essentially, <laughs> it's essentially they get locked in the greenhouse together, like they're both yeah, professors, they <laughs>
0: like
1: Draco's the potions master, wham, and then wham, of course, wham,
0: wham. <laughs> and then of course
1: Neville is the herbality (laughs) teacher. And apparently there's this snot, like this really snotty kid that Neville gets, you know, gets in tips with all the time. And it was the end of, I think like all the students were leaving either the end of the year, I think the end of the year. And Mm -hmm. the kid set up some sort of charm to like lock him in for like an hour you know for whatever I don't know something like that and so then of course it's (laughs) they're in the greenhouse it's hot they're sweating it's literally steamy (laughs) in there (laughs) it is literally steamy in there and they had had their friendship and Neville of course is I think it's point of view Neville and the whole time he's you know thinking about like oh man like I've I definitely have a thing for Draco but I don't see how anything would happen and then of course, you know, Draco either is like, well, well since we're stuck here <laughs> And so, so yeah so and I do think you
0: think this... <laughs> Draco paid this kid to do it? Oh I don't know. That's very true.
1: That's very true. <laughs> so of course they get it on in the greenhouse and it it's 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 funny because that's exactly what I pictured. It was I think it was one of the first I read of Drouble. And I just pictured <laughs> Draco like pounding Neville on the back or on the chest, like, get on with it <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh.
1: And oh, he's definitely go- written to be like, you know, tiny itty bitty Draco. And then there's like, you know, either like husky. I want to yeah. say like, I don't know if he was like and- hairy or not. If it was a bear situation, I cannot recall. But it was definitely like big Neville, small Draco. And it just, I just pictured him being like, get on with,
0: get on yeah. with. Neville is definitely the muscle bear in this situation or at the very yes. least an otter yes. with like. yeah, And he's thick with two C's. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> see that. Um, I think as well, though, that it annoys me in fanfic sometimes that people confuse top and bottom with Dom and Sub. Right. right, because mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. be you can be a dominant bottom and yes. still be still be organizing everything from mm-hmm. underneath, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know do do research at your own peril, listeners. Like
1: you, you, <laughs> you can you mm-hmm.
0: can find appropriate resources, I'm sure, yep. if you want further instruction mm-hmm. on how this works. But I, <laughs> but, but so when I when I picture this pairing, I definitely pictured uh, bottom Draco because. Draco is just such a he knows wh- exactly how he wants to be treated mm-hmm. and and yet, he's a bit of a pillow princess like he doesn't want to yeah. move he doesn't yeah, want to like, do yeah, a thing you,
1: I'm going to tell you how to take care of me but you're taking care of me <laughs>
0: exactly exactly <laughs> yes. he has this all taken care of Uh he even like conjures little mints for their pillows like you know I could just like every detail is taken oh, care wow. of and, and like monogrammed like robes in the bathroom or whatever like I just know I just know that Draco draco is accustomed to a certain kind of lifestyle Mm -hmm. and he would not let those standards slip not least because it's with you know neville longbottom Mm -hmm. but i do i imagine the line uh, where where draco is like giving him the once over going like longbottom by name longbottom by nature Mm -hmm. (laughs) i took this in a really weird direction didn't i yeah I Am know. I just horny today? Maybe. What's I don't know. <laughs> 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 uh, yes. Uh,
1: but yeah, Do you know anything ideas-
0: else you want to talk about other said- than greenhouse sex? Like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that was... Okay, apart from greenhouse sex. But that was another like trope that obviously I see with these guys is draco being some sort of professor you know at hogwarts while neville is you know the herbology professor because you just you're like yes that that's what where he fits like yeah he could end up being an auror but for most of us we're like oh yeah duh like professor longbottom the herbology professor and then maybe draco is the potions master and then of course they have to work together and so i could see that you know going from children who like hated each other or, you know, had that bully situation all of a sudden had to be like we worked together and maybe had that like really cold, you know, feeling towards each other. It's like, hey, let's be professional about this. Like we don't have to hang out like we don't have to. It's like we're just you have to do teacher things. It's like we do and we but be adults and then we can go from there. And then eventually either something happens where. Neville happens to see something silly, you know, either like Draco do something silly or something happened to him that he's just like, you know, that just kind of gives him a double take of seeing someone who is like smiling or having fun or you know things like that and them slowly over time obviously another slow burn kind of sort of forced proximity because they're both working at hogwarts and gonna see each other all the time mm-hmm. and yeah i just i just could see them being like the teachers at odds and eventual you know teacher teach enemies to lovers <laughs> yeah <laughs> Little, yeah professional rivals to lovers yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> cause I could see like cause Neville obviously like grows all the like like plant based like potions ingredients and I yeah. could see Draco trying to come up with all these reasons why it's not like to the level that he expects or needs when of course Neville has done beyond what's normally purchased or whatever in a po- course, in an apothecary yeah. so it's just I could totally see him like well this is useless like I like you're gonna have to start over and and Neville's just like oh my god like seriously I just oh like it's just yeah, yeah. so I and- just think And
0: he just winds him up to the point of it being, obviously, Mm -hmm. you want to spend time with me for more than my bloody ingredients. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. what is going on?
1: Or I'm going to watch over you planting them and how you take care of them. And, you know, like it just like ends up being over his shoulder and then spending all that time together. And Neville's just like, whatever, Malfoy. Like, yeah. Yeah yeah absolutely
0: yeah or or like one day like Draco finds himself caught in a plant of Neville's he's like stuck in the brambles Ah! or whatever it happens to be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like Neville has to cut him loose yes and and so that's how Neville figures out that Draco's been spying on him or whatever and (laughs) then they have that moment of confrontation where it's like look I know you've been following me I know that you do the weird lurky thing even though you think I don't notice what Mm -hmm. is going on Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. and then it all has to come out in the wash yes. and you know all of these feelings from all of these years just come tumbling out of course mm-hmm, they do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know and th- that'll be up to whatever fanfic writer decides to take up this mantle which you should because this mm-hmm. is something that i need to read please
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, more this, more like... more we just oh we just <laughs> always we're just so needy we just
0: <laughs> So, like, when I'm doing the notes for every episode, I do this thing where I'll be like, I'll make a note of the time, and I'll put a little note to say, oh, by the way, we mentioned that we want listeners to write this thing. This entire episode is one big, thick request. Yeah. This is So, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Good luck yeah. with
1: that. Uh, definitely, this, the body swap one is definitely going to go on... My list of like, I don't know when and how I'll, you know, do this thing, but I, uh, yeah, I like, uh, so it would, we would have posted them by now, I'm pretty sure, because we did the fall exchange, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they'll be live. I'm pretty sure I can write this for the person I was assigned. So technically, really? I could write body swap draco novel for no really so if it exists listeners i will put that link in the description and surprise we just wrote the thick that i'm gonna go and write apparently because it's you know we're what is it it's middle of october (laughs) even though you're gonna get this in like near the end of december
0: (laughs) yeah we record way 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 in advance so By the time you're hearing this, things could have drastically changed. Yeah, you know who knows what's going to happen in two months. But I know. If this thing now exists, this is something that we created yeah. live on, uh, live on yeah. air. Wait, yeah. what is that the phrase? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> live on air. That sounds right.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's like. We're Neville in this situation. We've grown something from the little seed of an idea Mm -hmm. and tended it. Well, you have. I I say we. I've come up with the idea and then you've gone and written it because...
1: (laughs) I'm pretty sure that I can. I'm going to run and look at my assignment, but I'm pretty sure that I can write that fic and uh, I really... (laughs) Excited about it. But of course, as I'm going through it, I'm like, God damn it, Megs. This is going to be so long. (laughs) Like everything is going to be so long. I've been working on Erised and it's just gotten way out of hand. I mean, it's amazing, but I just
0: can't. So, for our listeners that might not know, Meg's has no time whatsoever. <laughs> and she's just committed to doing this. She's just added more work. You do this to yourself all the time. <laughs> I, mean, I know the pairing is wholesome. I know we want to see Neville and Draco together. No. But I also, I also don't want you to be like... Metaphorically stuck in the greenhouse as it's yes. getting steaming, <laughs> and you're just like, "Let me out."
1: <laughs> well, regardless, I have to write a story. So if it's if I want if this is fun for me, then that's what
0: I'm going to write. <laughs> so yeah. I was going to say you heard it here first, but this is airing yeah. e in December, so you really didn't. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what is it? Oh, and I, I'm not going to say anything about my erised work because. It's not until January 6th or 7th or something when they finally reveal us. So I did write for it, but who knows which one it is. But obviously, you know, it was, you know, whatever. It was what it was. So (laughs) Okay,
0: I can't wait until we can talk about that, though, Mm -hmm. because it's my, you've written a lot of great stuff, but that is my favorite thing that you've written so far. Oh,
1: it's my favorite thing that I've written, too. It's, I just, (laughs) I was not prepared for it, so I'm really excited about it
0: so thank you for this you know retrospective of your work so far yeah you know, this is this has now become uh you know a meg centric fanfic episode with optional <laughs> side um uh, i was gonna say snevel it's <laughs> what, what am i saying
1: i have no idea travel
0: travel oh i there thought you were we go, gonna say Nathan. trevor
1: and i was like what is trevor doing there
0: oh no (laughs) this has just become an entirely different we need a whole different racing system for this Ooh,
1: Ooh. yeah okay yeah okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what about this so you know how like neville's always losing trevor yeah what if it's like what if he's actually an animagus that turns into the toad like we oh. we never see him with Trevor. He's just like, oh, I lost the toad, and then he I don't know why why he would say that. But all of a sudden, he like he is Trevor the toad.
0: Oh, and he's and the Trevor the toad starts following Draco round mm-hmm. and like hops into his bag, mm-hmm. and then Draco's was like, what is this toad doing here? <laughs> what is Longbottom's toad? Because the direction I thought you were originally going to go in was what if Trevor the toad was actually Umbridge.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, because like the scabbers.
0: Because Umbridge is always described as like... As
1: a toad. Yeah,
0: as being this toady-faced witch. And she isn't introduced to us as a character until book five. But we see Trevor in way, way early in book one. Yeah. So it would be really weird if he just stopped coming to school (laughs) with Trevor (laughs) one day.
1: Yikes. I, that's. Yeah. See, I don't know why that squicks me more than the thought of Pettigrew in Ron's bed. Umbridge in bed with Neville seems like. I don't
0: yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I went there. Um. <laughs>
1: Enter Lockhart emoji.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. And five times winner of Squick Weekly's Most Disturbing Smile Award.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, but yeah, or Trevor is like kind of like Crookshanks in the sense of like, we don't know how smart he actually is. And he is like tracking Draco or something and like doing and learning things that Neville isn't aware that Trevor's doing or whatnot. Like, who knows? I don't know. Trevor's, yeah, Trevor's constantly lost. Obviously, he's off doing something. Like... He's, yeah. He's doing something, so. I mean, yeah, Neville's forgetful, but.
0: Yeah. What if he's conspiring secretly to bring Neville and Draco together? Maybe. And this is Trevor's plan. Mm-hmm. Trevor consents that there's a magical connection mm-hmm. between the two of them. So he conspires to bring them together by, I don't know, deliberately hiding in a broom cupboard that uh, he knows Draco will have to pass. So that when Neville finds him, he's like, oh, you know. And then Neville has no idea that he's being set up but okay. slowly but surely they keep meeting mm-hmm. and then over time it's they just happen to be spending more and more time together mm-hmm. and then trevor the toad can be secretly very pleased with himself that he's mm-hmm. set mm-hmm. all this up i don't know this is some weird like toad sentient <laughs> au situation <laughs> i don't know Why I don't are know. We like this i don't Why? know
1: so Why? now, OK, so to get back to like, I don't know, something, I don't know, Loki, I guess kind of fluffy, but like first year when Draco takes the remember all, you know, and it's like, yeah. I'm going to go put this on the roof and flies off. And, like, maybe he's taunting Neville specifically. Like, he's literally calling out Neville, but then, of course, it's Harry, who's the reckless one, that goes. But Draco was hoping Neville was going to follow him. Like, maybe Neville yeah. has been, like, number one. Because you think about it. Like, okay, Drarry can happen because they're at odds, obviously. Dramione can happen because, obviously, you know, it's, it, it's just the constant story of, like, Draco's mean to a lot of people. So he could be that... Boy that's mean to person because he likes them for quite a few characters. And Neville is one of those top people that Draco does make fun of and calls out. Yes. And so that very easily could be him, you know, showing that he actually is interested in Neville in a way. And maybe and maybe it, it gets into, like him not understanding those feelings and being really, like, uncomfortable and upset and not quite, like, confident and sure why he's feeling the way he's feeling because either it's not something he's ever been exposed to or understood. And, yeah, no. I think I could see him wanting neville to come after him but then harry does
0: yeah so in this version of events neville isn't taken to the hospital wing because his broom doesn't fly off the handle um so when right right Yeah. yeah yeah Uh, so he's still there and then still able to fly. Oh, after. that's true. Yeah, because yeah,
1: he's gone. Just kidding. Yeah, because he's like, don't don't even think about, you know, being on the broom. I got to take Mr. Longbottom to the, you know, whatever. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it would have to go a little bit different somehow. But yes, that's why we, we can write things the way we want. Canon divergence is
0: allowed. So maybe in the pursuit of Draco, like going off with the Remember all. That's how Neville injures himself. Mm-hmm. And Draco feels so guilty about that that Draco accompanies him to the hospital wing. Mm. And there's this moment of, you know, Neville's been injured. So obviously he's in pain, mm-hmm. but he's also weirdly comforted by having Draco there mm-hmm. because he's realised in that moment that he didn't really mean to cause him harm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Mm hmm. And of course, then there could be a uh, a chosen one, like Harry isn't the chosen one AU, where then all of a sudden Neville is in that position, you know, so like everything that happened between Harry and Draco was actually happening between Neville, you know, and Draco. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's there's that too because a lot of times it it's interesting because a lot of fanfic like I love canon driven stories like I just think it's really fun um but then there's plenty of people who are like I think we talked about this in the Tamari episode in particular people will write like random stories like Muggle AU or or Tom's a healer and blah 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 it's like okay you just you wanted Harry and Tom to be together but they're in positions in a world that doesn't fit like canon. But it's like, yes. oh, you love, Harry, you like Harry and Tom being together and you're going to make it happen in a bajillion different ways. And yeah. the same could be said for, you know, Draco and Neville too. Like it just, it's people have fun with that sort of thing. And like, yeah, I mean, AU is. <laughs> things get way off the rails with canon. It's just like, oh, these are the names and the characters that I love and they're going to do completely rant- <laughs> random uh-huh. things.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about that is as well, about that AU where Neville is the chosen one, I keep going back to that question of why was it Harry? Why was it Harry and not Neville? Yeah. Because it's always, in the books, it's always brought back down to, you know, it was an arbitrary choice. Voldemort could have chosen either... Boy, but he chose Harry in the end. Yeah, I think it would be really interesting if the the chosen one stuff didn't revolve around a prophecy at all, but revolved around like magical capacity at an early age, so Voldemort could sense which of the two children was more was going to be more of a threat to him. And so, if we're dealing with uh, Neville being the chosen one mm-hmm. and Harry, you know, taking more of a back seat, then we also have to deal with this image of Neville getting over his own klutziness and clumsiness and growing into his own power. Because for ages, he's been thinking of himself as like a second-rate imitation of his dad who never mm-hmm. lives up to his grand's expectation of, of yeah. what he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but voldemort meanwhile knows that he's this incredibly powerful potent wizard and what if it takes someone like draco even in a platonic sense to be drawn to that mm-hmm. in him and they and because they grow together that's what gives neville his courage and his confidence mm-hmm. and his um ability to realize that he can measure up to tom Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so for me when i think of the whole choosing harry over neville it could go two ways like i i can't remember how much of the prophecy he actually hears do you know does he hear the part of them of marking him as his equal
0: um i don't remember off the top of my head and i don't want to say in case i get it wrong Uh, i
1: i don't oh hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna sorry Pause to Google, because I need to know.
0: (laughs) I I have a quick Google.
1: It says, The one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches. Born to those who have thrice defied him. Born as the seventh month dies. And the Dark Lord will mark him as his equal. He will have the power the Dark Lord knows not. And I think that's where it ended. And then either must die at the hand of the other. But, okay, so let's say he did hear that. Like, marked as his equal. So, perhaps he... Reads, A, Harry is the 31st, not the 30th, therefore he is literally yeah. at the death of the month. Two, he's a half-blood, therefore is his equal. Someone that he can see a direct relation to, as well as going after Neville means going after a pure blood, and he doesn't want... To kill unnecessary, you know, pure bloodness. So I feel like there's a bunch of different parallels that would have otherwise driven Voldemort to go after Harry versus going after Neville.
0: Do we think if Voldemort had gone after Neville, that the curse would have backfired in the same way that it does?
1: Well, it all depends on whether Alice, you know, gives herself up like Lily did. You know, like he yeah. needs that protection of, you yeah. know, yeah.
0: And then, then we get into a complex discussion about what love is. Mm-hmm. And that brings me back to Neville and Draco. Because defining their loving relationship gets tricky. When mm-hmm. Draco, like you said, we're presuming that he hasn't been shown a lot of love growing up. Mm-hmm. So how he finds that has to be either through his friends or through a relationship later on. And mm-hmm. those have to be murky waters for Neville to tread because he's growing into a new idea of himself. Right. And this new version of, you know, this this confident Neville, this um, accomplished Neville. Mm-hmm. and how does he square that against wanting to help Draco when he doesn't know how to help someone who hasn't been shown love because he's been raised by his gran and had that loving relationship all mm-hmm. his life? So it's really interesting to me to think about the, the different ways that can work between them. Because we see love, it canonically presented as this really grand sacrificial act. You know, mm-hmm. it's what Lily does for Harry and then Harry ultimately does for everyone mm-hmm. at the end of book seven. And it's this huge, tumultuous thing. But like you say, with the drevel stuff... It really is quite different. That idea of love it's like love with a small L. Mm-hmm. It's 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 this slow burn of like a slow release thing over time and neither one is really sure. Mm-hmm. And it's this cautious, slow blooming of something rather than a grand yeah. um grand act, you know, to to be spectacular. Um and I like that for them. I think it doesn't need to be this grand gesture mm-hmm. especially not for Draco mm-hmm. who's used to that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, I like that it's this this slow burn this thing that it's it evolves every single day and I want I want to know where those characters end up mm-hmm. like much as I love the the you know Um, the platonic stuff in school or their relationship growing up i want to know do they finally realize their feelings for each other you know when their aura's on the beat or is it that they realize it much later when they're older Mm -hmm. you know and then they and then all of this other bluff and bluster just slips away and they're able to um you know because it's established that wizards live to really old ages Mm -hmm. you know so, even if they fell in love in their 60s, that's nothing to wizards, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Cause that's midlife, you know, when you think about yeah. it. Like, goes all the way to, I think, I don't know if it was on, I think it was when I was on the Snape Chat Snomione episode um, of like try like, I don't, I don't know. At some point, sometime, I talked about how funny it is. That wizards find their true love in school, after school, get married, and therefore have a beautiful existence for a hundred years with one another with no problems.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is so that is so problematic. I
1: know, I know. I'm like, I'm like just the the idea of of not getting married seems like so wild so early. Yeah. Like most of the time it's like within the first couple years after the end of the books that a lot of thick you know romance happens because it's like they're still younger and whatever but it's also nice to read the later in life stuff of like hey I had one sort of life it wasn't the right life and now I'm finding the one that I deserve afterwards which I also really like and yeah because it's like 40 or 60 you still have so much life left potentially exactly. like what was it Dumbledore was like 120 or something crazy right
0: I think he was like 150 it was, was really, it? it was, it was old. Yeah. It's very um, old.
1: And of course he wouldn't have died if he wasn't cursed. So it's just like, that's wild. Yeah.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I hate the sort of assumption that's baked into the writing that if you're single past a certain age, that must mean that you're either dowdy or promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you can be happy and single and carefree and all the rest of it. Yeah. And we talked about this in Bella Miney, actually, mm. where um, the queer coding of Bellatrix is sort of a dig at her, you know, sexual promiscuity and her existing on the fringes of what's acceptable to do with kink. Yeah, it it, it is so sort of baked into the code of her character that part of what makes her morally grey is her, you know, her penchant for leather and Mm -hmm. pain and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And I I do definitely think there is room somewhere in the middle of those ideas to be, you know, you don't have to be married at 17. Yeah, That's not necessarily going to be the best thing for you. And, you know, it is a big, wide wizarding world. There are wizarding communities all over the world with different cultural ideas Mm -hmm. about what Is going to be acceptable, surely. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't like that characters are sort of tied down to these really archaic Mm -hmm. forms of matrimonial quote unquote bliss. Yeah. Just from my own personal perspective, Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem very enlightened to just have all characters resolved in this way. You know.
1: (laughs) So now I have I have thoughts which are now. Not related to the ship what whatsoever, but I don't care. It's our podcast. Yes! So because they live so long, like potentially past 150 years old, do they age the same? Or does magic keep them younger? So like at 40, they still look like low 30s. You know what I mean? Like, versus wow. like, you know, like, I mean, otherwise, what would it make? It wouldn't make sense. Like, all of a sudden, you just be this ex- completely unfortunate, wrinkly whatever by the time you yeah. hit 150. So I know we kind of write them in regards to like, oh, okay, if they're 40, then they're 40. But it's like, that's how muggles are. But if you have magic, your body probably behaves in ages differently because of it so i would imagine that at 60 once again you could have been mid-30s because of how how time affects you
0: yeah Yeah. okay so then that complicates the movie casting again because because they should be so much younger than they're being cast because Magic is keeping them radiant and youthful and effervescent. And wow, this is a whole different kind of worms. Mm-hmm. We're just going with this today. I just well, you know, if you're here and listening to us by now, you're mm-hmm. you know that you're not really here to listen to one specific topic. No. You're here to listen to us talk and laugh, and that's what we're doing. So I feel like we're still on brand for us. Remember, I'm happy.
1: Hey, Hey, Nathan, do you remember that, uh, the James Lily Severus episode when we made a really intense outline and then we never did ever again?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, because that was the, that was the episode after we'd gotten so much amazing listener feedback. And one of the things was we really love you, but maybe a few less tangents. tangents. I I feel like we've (laughs) we've taken that feedback and gone, okay, we see you and hear you and appreciate you. And we're going to, we're going to make you feel validated for one episode Mm -hmm. and then just move on (laughs) yeah
1: but but it did kind of set the the stage for us being able to stick to the ships which i think we do for the most part i think this episode has pretty much been pretty drevel so i think we're doing pretty good but i just think it's really funny
0: This this episode is certainly a lot more drevel than our Wolfstar episodes Don't. were about Wolfstar. Mm, mm-mm.
1: I just that's two two long ass episodes that were barely Wolfstar. I'm still so embarrassed. <laughs>
0: We're gonna make more Wolfstar episodes. We it's will. an excuse. Ugh. I did it deliberately because I want to come back <laughs> to them.
1: Yeah, there and we go.
0: I, because I love the ship so much. You see, this is what happened with this. Was I love the ship so much that I'm worried that if I start talking about how I really feel about them mm-hmm. as as the ship together, then eventually I'll have to. There'll be a point where I have to stop talking about it, and I don't want to get there there's there's <laughs> so much to say so i i i'm putting it off so that i don't have to finish that conversation mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. a bit like to marry i carry a little part of Wolfstar into every reading of every ship that we do oh, uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and i because it's just so it's it's everything it's that mix of wholesome and sexy and everything mm-hmm. in between and i just i feel like I'm setting the stage at some point down the line when we're like, do you know what? We can't think of an episode. Oh, mm-hmm. we didn't do Wolfstar properly, <laughs> accidentally on purpose, so we could talk about it again. <laughs> Evil plan laugh. <laughs> 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 Mustache twirling. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Well, wow. We managed to go. So I every time I'm like, how did we go an hour and 20 minutes? <laughs> it's like I go in and I'm like, okay, are we gonna have enough to talk about? And every time, it's like, why do I feel? Why do I think that it's gonna be an issue? Like every week, I'm like, why am I concerned? Like, it's just yeah. I don't know.
0: If there's one thing we don't have a problem with, it's talking. Mm-hmm. We can. This is I th- this is why we did this because yeah. we were like. We love to talk. Yeah. Let's talk about Harry Potter. What was it? I
1: think the only, the most recent one that actually was short was the, what was it? The uh, uh, Luther, the Luther fic one. Just because we went in being like, fuck, we read this like two, three weeks ago. What the hell was this story? And we still like, (laughs) we we made it through. Like we powered through, but it still ended up being like 50 minutes. But it was just (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! I'm like the whole time we're like, yeah, this fic. That what happened? <laughs>
0: yeah because we read it like three weeks ago yeah. and we were like yeah we can talk about yeah, this yeah we're so excited I...
1: about it then we're like yeah ah.
0: <laughs> don't get me wrong I love that fic mm-hmm. but after a while it was just like
1: what happens again
0: <laughs> <laughs> what am
1: I making up what, what, what of this did we talk about and write in the previous episode versus what is actually in this fic yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. everything <laughs> all blends together it's a beautiful smorgasbord of ideas we're not just sure where they belong mm-hmm. so you know, after a while, it becomes tough to put everything back in its appropriate box. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want to make sure that we credit authors and creators wherever appropriate Mm -hmm. to be like, yeah, this was your amazing idea. But you know how terrible I am with canon. Yeah. You know how when we get to Weasley Brothers, I can't do it. I can't do that thing. I have a really hyper-specific knowledge of certain things, but then, (laughs) but then, I lose really important details like i'll i'll just forget what Harry's middle name is one day
1: oh so even though we just got finished doing a slash pairing and we're usually good about swapping everything up um apparently i need to keep the slash train going and we're gonna be doing a next gen pairing which we have yet to get into next gen and i chose and nathan was like i guess
0: so yeah, this this is the first ship, this is the first ship you ever presented me with and I was like, we're doing what? <laughs> I don't know these characters, what are you doing?
1: I mean, to be fair, I've read like one fic, so I have a lot of, I have a lot of things to catch up with. One
0: you. fic one... I've read, but one fic, <laughs> one fic only for you.
1: Yes, so the reason why I went with this pairing was because I thought it was too early for us to jump full into doing, like, Scorbus, because it is, like, the top, you know, the dreary pairing. Yeah,
0: it's the, yeah.
1: Yeah. So we're going to be doing Jetty, which is James Sirius slash Teddy Lupin. So this is new to both of us. Um, Again, don't know
0: who these characters are. (laughs) <laughs> no. we'll, fi- we'll find out. We're, we're, we'll find out. I mean, I know. Look, I know they get a train at the end of book seven in yeah. the log I know that they feature in cursed Child, which uh, <laughs> feature in that thing that we don't like to talk about because yeah. it's not canon. Yeah. Um, although, you know, although, you know, Scorpus is canon and that's mm-hmm. fine. So, do you know, do you know what? If you love it, I will learn to love it. Let's, yes. let's go do that thing.
1: Yeah. So we're going to be doing another Slash Guy because I, yeah, I love it. I'm excited. I'm ready to talk about it, even though it'll probably be a couple weeks before we can talk again with the holidays and everything. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. That small uh,
0: little caveat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so yeah. Thanks for listening to Drevel. Finally, after we I think we bumped it three times, yeah. is that what happened? Yeah.
0: We we recorded an outro saying it's gonna be Dremel next so <laughs> often that I started <laughs> to doubt myself. I was like wait. <laughs> we just we're just in the business of gaslighting listeners at this point <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be travel next time guys
1: yeah next we swear time, we, we swear it's next time we swear oh gosh <laughs> no one's gonna believe us ever again but yeah so that's what we're looking forward to in two weeks from now and yeah we hope you really enjoyed this one and yeah let us know your thoughts on how you feel about drevel and whether anything that we said made sense to you or what your thoughts are. Um, or if you have any wrecks, I mean, like I said, there's not a lot of, a lot of stuff out there, or if you have ideas as far as, Um, prompts or things like definitely, you know, especially hit us up on Tumblr, Care of Magical Shippers, you know, send us an ask or a message. And we love to, that's the best way for us to, you know, get get in contact with, which is great. So, yeah.
0: Or if you have a lovely voice and we're sure that you do, Mm -hmm. and you want to just talk to us in the form of voice notes, hit us up on our Telegram, Mm -hmm. which is...
1: Care of magical shippers.
0: <laughs> care of magical shippers, there as well. I wasn't sure if we were magical ship pod, but no care of magical no shippers. Care that's of magical cool. Magical shippers, yes. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because then you can have that like instant repartee with us. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be, if you're like, no, I don't want to get in touch because I don't want them to use my voice on the pod mm-hmm. or whatever. Don't worry about that. We won't use your stuff unless you give us permission yeah, to. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. so just like we're i'd like to think we're nice people and we yeah. don't bite you know come talk to us we'd yeah. love to hear from you
1: absolutely what is it are we gonna do the windows <laughs> that's that's the best thing that i could think of that we did as a sign off was the windows cl- what was it uh-huh. shut down
0: sound <laughs> oh yeah
1: yeah yeah <laughs>